This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome indeed. It is Monday. This is our Monday edition of Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call 800-848-9222. Of course, we have residuals from the shooting in Memphis still. A hot button item in the news. Less in the news, but more to what people are actually experiencing in their lives. A story from the Wall Street Journal. I think it's the Wall Street Journal today. Or Politico. It was Wall Street Journal. The U.S. consumer is starting to freak out. And that would be many of you. Yes, it is Wall Street Journal. The U.S. consumer is starting to freak out. The flush savings accounts and cheap credit that helped keep Americans spending at high rates since 2020 are disappearing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, people are adjusting, believe it or not, to having and making less money. There are several stories in the news that are sort of New York-centric. Perhaps you've heard by now that some of the illegal immigrant guests staying in New York were asked to leave their Manhattan digs and move over to Brooklyn. And some reports say an almost near riot happened. These are single male guests for the large part. And they didn't like being told that they had to give up their comfortable Manhattan digs and move out to the outer boroughs. I mean, they're illegal immigrants from where? Central South America. But they even they know. If you have a New York address, why do you want to give it up for for a if you have a Manhattan address? Why do you want to give it up for a Brooklyn address near the Brooklyn piers? Apparently. Now, there's a little bit more to the story than first reported of their belligerence and not wanting to move. Apparently there are several complaints at the Brooklyn domicile that they were to be sent of poor heating and not enough showers that are working, those sorts of things. And yes, beggars can be choosy. So if that was your first reaction, they're they're here. Yeah, no, no, no. Beggars, you remember what you were told growing up, beggars can't be choosy if you're Living on someone else's dime, you have to accept what you get. No, that's not the case anymore. If you are here illegally, you are entitled 
you're entitled to the very best that New York can offer. Oh, Jen, I have questions for you today. You missed our weekend show because, of course, you're off on the weekends. And on the weekend show, uh, we had several discussions about the current relationship models of men and women. Okay. So I just have a few simple questions for you to catch you up, and let's see where you line in on this. Jen, when you do find the man of your dreams, and it looks like tonight is another hot date night. (laughs) um, Just because I'm wearing a blazer? Yes, Jen, just because you're wearing a blazer. Um, When you do find the man of your dreams, my dear, and you tie the knot, and all is well in the Mr. Jen household. And he comes to you one night and he says, honey, I got a business trip I got to make tomorrow. Can you pack my bag and iron me a shirt? What are you going to say? No. Oh, you should have saw your eyes just widen like, no. what the hell? You- I don't even iron my own clothes, so no. I'm not ironing anyone else's clothes. <laughs> when he comes to you and says, honey, I'm working hard all day long. I get in about 6 o'clock, and you have my dinner on the table. What are you going to say? I work, too. <laughs> so that would be a no? No. Everything's 50-50. That's my mindset. Everything's 50-50. So he's supposed to deliver half the babies. He's supposed to carry them and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Jen, that doesn't happen biologically <laughs> or scientifically. It doesn't work. You never like know that. now. You never know now. Oh, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And um, let's see. So no cooking, no ironing. Sometimes I actually do enjoy cooking, but um I'm gonna work too. What if he says he doesn't want you to work? He's making it up. Then that's not the person that I'm going to marry. Excuse me? I like what I do. I'm not leaving. (laughs) So suppose you had a a supposed procreation and you had a little offspring and he says, honey, best thing for you to do, best thing for us as a family is for you to stay home and give the foundation of this family a good start by having a secure child whose mother is here with him during his first formative years of life. I can't, I I say one thing now, but I can't, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to think. I know a lot of my friends have started having children and they all, they all work. So I don't, I don't see that not, I feel like now. Do they work because they have to or do they work because they want to? I think a little of both, one of them more than the other. Um, but I think they enjoy, I think she enjoys working. She loves giving the kids, <laughs> putting the kids in daycare. Oh, she loves putting those kids, <laughs> get rid of those kids. She needs a break Form too. Them out. She needs a break too. She needs a break from her own children. Farm them out. Correct. And so you don't know whether you want to farm yours when the time comes, whether you want to farm yours out or have them sticking around you for a little while? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I say one thing now that I don't, you know, I want to continue working and doing all of that, but I don't, I don't know. My, my mindset might change. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to marry someone that's a billionaire and I don't need to work, you know? I don't know. 
And then so if you so if you <laughs> if nowadays uh, you two both parents need to work, I think. Just to mm. both parents need to work. Okay. We'll be checking in with you more. Then. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Like, it's a hypothetical. I say one thing now, my, you know, my mindset might change. I mean, I love living the, in the city. I want to live here forever, but no. who knows in five years? <laughs> <laughs> I know. People ask me that a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Your mindset yeah. changes as you. Want to raise kids in the, in where? Like, maybe if you had your way, maybe on 6th Avenue somewhere. Yeah, you know, high traffic area. Just yeah. No, Upper West, Upper East Side. You know. Upper West, Upper East. Okay. It's a little neighborhoody up there, you know. <laughs> That's what you call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. We are all caught up with the model of uh, America's youth, and Jen does represent America's youth. I She's do. A very, yes, you're still very young, and I might add, and uh, guys. And don't bother unless you are Mm-mm. ready to bring what it takes. Young and very pretty and very, very, very hardworking and very intelligent and all the rest of that. You should write my dating profile. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to make you do that. Okay. Okay. Now, reparations is also in the news, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be glad to know. Scott, pay attention. Jen, you've already said you're not paying reparations. Go screw yourself, exactly. everybody. Uh, yeah, Jason, you 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 have to pay. You no, your white dude. He's one of mine, so no. They don't make no day. Hey, ain't none of this none of mine. You barely getting out of it, Jen. He's paying. Somebody got to pay. <laughs> okay, reparations are in the news again. The chairwoman of the California Reparations Panel is now saying, and by the way, the reason I bring this up is because whatever happens in California with this, however we get settled with the reparations issue, is going to be the model for the rest of the country. So you may think this is just old, isolated, out there, crazier than heck liberals out in California, but new, no, no, it will come to your neighborhood soon. So, with that in mind, the chairman of California Reparations Panel is apparently now pushing for measures to make sure that the money gets coughed up. She is pushing for a wealth tax, a mansion tax, or another addition to property taxes to pay the billions of dollars that are going to be needed to pay off the descendants of slaves. To make up those funds, Camilla Moore tweeted over the weekend, the panel is considering proposing a state, a state, this is, yeah, it sounds, a state, a state tax. A state, a state tax. A mansion tax a graduated property tax, and its final recommendations to the state legislature there. Their suggestions are all based on the notion that the United States tax code favors the wealthy, who they say are more likely to be white. So, 
<clears throat> Y'all white folks got the money. She going to take it. Just break it down. Our laws, as have as written, have a disparate impact, says uh, Dorothy Brown, a tax professor at Georgetown, author of a book, The Whiteness of Wealth. See, now everything is whiteness or blackness. Wealth is now whiteness, right? Whiteness of wealth. How the tax system impoverishes black Americans and how we can fix it. That's the name of that book. Black people are likely to pay higher taxes because they are less likely to gain access to the same breaks as their white peers. Did you know that the the tax code was was written racially? Did you know that, any of you? Yeah, it's a section that says black people's taxes and white people's taxes. Black people, y'all have to pay more. That's how the tax code is written. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's there. Didn't she just tell you black people are likely to pay higher taxes because they're less likely to gain access to the same tax breaks as you white people. So there you have it. The black tax code, the white people tax code. Sounds like we just need to have a flat tax then, doesn't it? Oh, don't start with that stuff again. We're dealing with what's on the table now. Okay. The wealth gap, of course... (laughs) <laughs> According to this article, widened after 1981 when President Reagan implemented the largest tax cut. <laughs> These people never stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, the wealth gap widened when Reagan implemented the largest, largest <laughs> tax cut in history. That is just bold. That's just <laughs> what happened when Ronald Reagan cut taxes is that the American people got wealthier. You know, the same kind of stuff that JFK used to talking about. A rising tide lifts all boats. Okay, and so a lot, and black people, it did go up. Income did go up, just like when Bush did it. Again, the number of blacks with <laughs> able to afford houses went up, just like under Trump. The Democrats come in, and that's when life gets depressing for black people, just like it is now. Recession, everything, but then they'll sit here and put in print, oh, Reagan did it. And the tax code is racist. Anyway, the bottom line is that California reparations, you all, and I mean you white folks out there, y'all going to have to fork up some money, okay? Whether it's a mansion tax, whether it's a tax on your existing wealth, whether it's more property taxes, according to the California people, black people need to get paid. And then we're talking a lot of money here, so... Y'all going to have to dig deep and come up with it, okay, and throw them to taxes. Because everybody realizes they don't have the money to do this right now. Now, by the way, once we, I think if we're going to make this fair, according to what liberals think is fair, we also have to eliminate black people from these tax laws. So wealthy black people like Oprah Wealthy black people like, you know, Beyonce and Mr. Z, 
wealthy back black people like little north uh what's your name northwest and all they don't have to they're not gonna have to pay any taxes just i mean kardashian might because she's not you know official but um official black people that are wealthy uh uh-uh uh-uh we got to make sure that they get it how dare you try to take their money to give them money to someone why that's communism isn't it james golden aka snurdly wabc talk radio 77 in new york it's rush hour oh so much more to go we're coming back right after this families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, you heard uh, during the break that you can join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading our app, the WABC app, or going to wabcradio.com VIP and enter now for this week's 77 WABC VIP Club Prize. And what is that prize this week? It is a studio tour here at WABC. And you get to have Lucky You Lunch with Curtis Sliwa. Join the 77 WABC family as every week we're giving away prizes to our 77 WABC VIP members. Those prizes include live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed memorabilia, concert tickets, and more. This week, a lucky 77 WABC VIP member will be chosen to receive a studio tour here at WABC and lunch with Curtis Lewa. That's right. Download the app. Go to 77WABC slash VIP. Download that app. You'll also receive special members-only newsletter. And automatically, you will be entered for a chance to win each week's 77WABC VIP prize. Become a 77 WABC VIP, like me. Well, well, well. So we've covered the protesters who don't want to leave their Brooklyn, the single men. They want to put families in Manhattan. The single men don't want to go to Brooklyn. They're like, what, Brooklyn? Are you kidding me? What kind of nightlife am I going to have in Brooklyn? Where am I going to find babes in Brooklyn? Not an insult to the babes that are in Brooklyn. I know you're there. I'm just saying the immigrants coming in don't know you're there. Okay? So they don't want to go to Brooklyn. They want to stay right in Manhattan. Almost a riot ensued. There were also some hurt feelings among Giants fans. You know, Philadelphia won. The football game, they're headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah, people are so reluctant to even say the word Super Bowl because they think they're going to get sued. But that's where they're going. They're going to the Super Bowl. 
And last night, the Empire State Building, after the Eggles won, was lit up in the Eggles colors, green and white. And a lot of people, a lot of the, you know, Giants fans, eh, no senses of, they don't have a good, they're not friendly people. Many of the fans of the New York Giants are just not friendly people. And they were upset. They started calling the Empire State Building a traitor, like the building can be a traitor. Got so bad that old Kathy Hochul, Miss Pay for Play, tweeted out that uh, New York State has no control over how the Empire State Building lights its colors. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah. For those of you who actually work for the city, guess what? You've got to go through some new training. Yeah. You got to take a CRT course. (laughs) You elect these people, and this is what they do to you. (laughs) Oh, Eric Adams has ordered all staff working for City Hall to undergo equality training. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you guys have to be aware, those of you that work for the city of New York, you (laughs) you have to become aware of systematic racism, (laughs) which is defined as a system that negatively impacts communities of color compared to white communities. So if you got a job with New York and you, you know, you're white, you have to apologize for it by, oh, by taking a course to tell you how miserable of a person you are. <laughs> you elect these people and this is what they do to you. And you'll go right back and vote for them again. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. Does <laughs> I love this. I can't wait. I can't wait to see some of the reaction once a lot of the uh, people that work for the government, for the city government that are white, have to start taking the CRT course. Hey, Jen. Hold on, Jen. Yes. Are you ready to are you ready to take a CRT course? I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. I was just on the phone with a caller. I, I know you're you screening people. <laughs> yeah. Eric Adams has said the city workers have to take a CRT course. Hey, okay. Okay, because you have to learn how bad system <laughs> You have to learn how bad systematic racism is and how how much you white folks are responsible for it. What did I tell you? I'm not responsible for any of this. But that's not what the government is saying. My people, not my people. I don't know. My people had enough. You still have to take the CRT course. You too, Jason. Scott, I'm going to demand you take a damn CRT course too. You paying for it? No, I'm not paying for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I'm going to add that to your bill. Yeah. No, you people need to learn how systematically racist you are. Wait, they're going to charge us for it? 
Somebody's going to pay for it. Don't worry about don't worry about the fact that you're going to pay for it. Just take it. They're going to and take, learn how oppressive you are. They're going to take that out of the check that you're going to get. Yeah. So that we can yeah. take the course. Look, you people pay for it. You you voted these people in. This is what you get. Okay, they don't like you. Um, meanwhile, in other parts of New York, a 13-year-old boy has been charged with murdering an older Brooklyn teenager. It was an after-school fight over a girl. Now, two other boys, 15 and uh, 14, both with previous felony arrests, were also busted in the heinous crime, charged with an assault, gang assault, raps, but who cares? The three young accused hoods, that's what it says here in the, in, the, in the story by the New York Post, the three young accused hoods turned themselves into police Saturday night in the fatal stabbing of a 17-year-old high school senior, Naeem Wright, killed in front of his twin brother in a parking lot in Coney Island. They're all black. I just say that because everything is race. And, you know, so... Obviously, um, it was systematic racism that made them kill the other black kid. Names were not released released by the NYPD because they're so young. I mean, they have multiple felony arrests, but they're too young for us to know their name because they're just babies. They're just young kids, you know, and we don't want to traumatize these young kids by putting their name in the paper, even though three of them are now charged with murder. Another day in New York. Manhattan prosecutors don't have enough to do, so they're going to start presenting a Donald Trump case to a grand jury. Alvin Bragg, who lets criminals roam the streets at will, represents a dramatic escalation of the inquiry, potentially sets the stage, the case on a path toward criminal charges, against Donald Trump. What's this about? Goes back to that Stormy Daniels thing and Cohen and the way she was paid off, blah, blah, blah. So we got to have a grand jury look at that. Meanwhile, Kathy Hochul can have all the pay-to-play she wants. Nobody's going to look at that. We got to take a break. Thank you, Jason. I lost track of time thinking about all those reparations that you all have to pay and all the CRT training y'all have to do. Then you're going to pay my rent if I have to pay this. <laughs> I can't wait for that. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you on both Snurley's Rush Hour back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Democrats want to give federal workers more money. Again, federal employees already got a 4.6% increase this year from Joe Biden. Story today in American Wire News. You can also find it on thedailybs.com. Thedailybs.com. That's my news site we're putting up. It's still in pre-launch. Federal workers have already received a 4.6 bump this year from President Biden. Not good enough. They want more money. Representative Jerry Conley, Democrat Virginia, 
Brian Schatz, Democrat, demagogue, Democrat, rather, Hawaii, want them to get another 8.7% raise. And by the way, on the way out the door, Nancy Pelosi gave federal staffers, congressional staffers, a raise. So even more money. And you know what they want the money for? Here's why they want the money. Two reasons. First reason, they were subjected to the Trump administration's cruel personal attacks. They were subjected to unsafe work environments, pay freezes, government shutdowns, sequestration cuts. They suffered cuts to their agency, so they deserve a raise. Furloughs, mindless across the board hiring freezes. This comes at a time when there's an article I just read today. Americans are cutting back their budgets. They're making all kinds of changes because their personal finances are suffering. And yet, we're being told the feds want to give even more money on top of a pay raise that they already got because these poor people had to live through government being having a few pay cuts during Trump administrations, and it was terrible. They had sequestration cuts. Oh, they had furloughs. They had mindless across-the-board hiring freezes. Oh, so everything's terrible for them. So give them more money. And then, they, and then they had to suffer through the pandemic, where a lot of them worked from home. So for that, we have to reward them with even more money. While you and your family suffer. Okay. Well, let us head to the telephones, shall we? Let's start with John in Queens, New York. How are you, John? How are you doing today? Yep, it sounds like your call's muffled. I can't understand a word. Let's see whether let's see whether we can Okay, we're going to have to put you on hold and see what we whether we can get you back. In the meantime, let us go to Laura in Pennsylvania. Laura, how are you this afternoon? I'm fine, thank you. How's yourself? Good, thank you. I just want to say thank you for everything you do, informing the public. Um, you're a gem. You are a gem. And, well, my comment is, or my concern, after doing the research and stuff, all this division of humanity, black, gays, whatever, whites, whatever, Asians, it just reminds me of the division that the Kazarians, the historical Kazarians had been doing and how they were able to, the Holodor, Holodor more Holocaust, the worst Holocaust in all history. And it just seems like that's what the powers that be want to do to us. And having you <clears throat> talk about the division and the taxation to destroy us is really enlightening and, and 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 I'm concerned and I hope other people stand up and get involved and we get rid of this Congress that are so that have been infiltrated and in our religious schools and our public schools, how they took history out and I'm just 
it is, it, it seems like it seems like we are fighting a battle on all fronts, and that's because we are fighting a battle on all fronts. Not only are you dealing with the government, and by the way, thank you for your kind words to me. Um, not only are we fighting a government that is out to tax you. And and now, you know, it used to be in the past that that progressives and Democrats would not speak openly about the transfer of wealth because there were so many Americans who understood that that was one of the basic tenets of socialism. Uh, now, they speak about it not only openly, but lustfully in, in, in public. Like it is accepted, the idea is accepted that it's, we should have a mansion tax. We should tax people who, are, who work hard, who earn enough money so that they can have a mansion or they can have what other people call a mansion or they can have uh, nice things in life. Now Democrats openly talk about taking their money to redistribute it. Never in these conversations is there any acknowledgement that people actually have to work to achieve unless, of course, they're part of the inherited and trust fund baby class. But people work for these things. They work because they have ambition. They work. They have prepared themselves with good educations in some cases or with a creative idea, and they were able to bring to the market successfully. And the market rewards them. And Democrats openly talk now as if they don't deserve what they have, and so it will be taken from them to redistribute it to people, in some cases, who are not willing to work in some cases, who are not willing to achieve. And trust me, I know there are so many people in this audience, in this country, who work hard and they're still struggling. I know personally people who work hard every single day of their lives almost, who, and, and, and no matter how hard they work, other roadblocks keeps, keeps hitting them in the face. Right now, people are worried about how are they going to pay for their home repairs? How are they going to pay for these things? People are cutting back in budget, and your government is busy trying to say that their employees deserve to have additional raises than the ones that they got, and you should be taxed if you're successful from your earnings so that we can give it, give that money to someone else based on the color of their skin. This is as anti-American as you can get, but they are proudly carrying the flag of of wealth redistribution. And they're not ashamed of doing it. It is now looked favorably with almost half the country, and that is scary. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, is Boston Early's Rush Hour. It's Monday. More to go. More of your calls when we get back. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. ABC Talk Radio 77, New York. It's our Monday rush hour here on WABC. Tommy James and the Chandels bring us back crystal blue persuasion. For those of you who are worried with everything going on in Memphis, only black cops, you'll be pleased to know, this is for the Jamel Hills of the world, that a white cop has been suspended too. So now it's a it's a biracial cop case, not just black cops. She was worried that people who noticed that they were only black cops were, you know, 
carrying the water as she says for white supremacy. It makes no sense. Don't try to figure it out. Um, and in the New Washington Post, huge article today, Black Memphis police spark dialogue on systematic racism, systematic racism in the United States because it's black. There was a story. Oh, goodness. I hope I can find it really quickly because I want to go back to the phones. Uh, not black cops, not white cops, Hispanic cops. It came out of Miami. Two Hispanic cops are charged now with kidnapping and um, other charges. They took a homeless migrant. I don't know whether he's a migrant, a homeless guy. They took him into custody. They took him to a far away location, beat the snot out of him. The guy says he woke up battered and bruised and in handcuffs. They asked another cop not to make a report on it. When he discovered it, he made the report on it anyway, and that's how all this came to light. All three in this case are Hispanic. So what does that do to this it's only white or black cop narrative here? Why not it's just bad policing? Let us go back to the telephones. And Leo in Midtown Manhattan, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you? Hello, James. Uh, I wanted to propose you... uh... I have a proposal how to reduce really uh, the amount of people who would uh, apply, uh, who would be applicable for the rest, rest, reparation to the amount okay. that $5 million would not be actually a problem. Uh, okay. Can we agree that uh, behind, the, behind the problem are white people, right? We can make a straight line on one side are people who's got to pay, and the other side are people who's going to get paid. I would make it just two rules. One, everybody who wants to actually get the $5 million got to have, we are about five generations since slavery. You got to have family tree all the way back five generations. The second rule would be if they're anywhere by these ancestors in these five, six generations back, is mixed into the tree, a white person, at that moment, the whole descendants of that person actually step over the line to the other side, and it's on the side of payees, not, not, not receiving money. No, boy. You really are going to try to throw... This is just so racist of you, Leo Lionel. Racist just no, this is so... Fair. Oh, it's, it's bad. You know what you know exactly you know exactly what you're doing with this proposal. I'm not on that. You know what you're doing with this proposal. You're exposing a truth of American history that people do not want exposed. How dare you? James, can I have can I have one more short comment? You got thirty seconds and then we're out of time. I, I, I make it in a ten. You know what what uh, Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi told uh, my, the husband after he got the DWI? What? He says put put car in the garage and get hammered at home. That's not funny. That's a terrible, wicked joke. I'm not gonna laugh about Paul Pelosi's injuries. That's terrible. You should beg forgiveness for that. I don't do that here. That's terrible. James Golden. Ugh. Ew. Well, that's Monday anyway. 
rush hour in the can. We've got the rest of the week to go, and of course, then next Saturday, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, which is just incredibly growing by leaps and bounds. Anyway, time's up. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We will be back tomorrow, God willing, and hope you're here too. Thank you for being a part of our show today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.